0: Georgia Virtue presents the Let Me Tell You Why You're Wrong podcast. This is episode 242. This week, we have Victor over the hill, DNCs on the way to DC, upfront casket pricing, off we go into the wild Me Too movement, conservatives dropping dead, And is that a nipple of my cappuccino? I'm Dave Roberts. With me is my part of this endeavor, writer, journalist, dog mom, and a dog mom again, Jessica Salagi.
1: Yeah, I just tried to steal my thunder. Um,
0: Ah, I'm a horrible person.
1: Yeah, it's okay. I got a new puppy.
0: She's a a cute little thing.
1: It was one of those things where I had been looking but then I was like not sure if I was ready so I would make appointments to go see puppies or rescue dogs and then I'd cancel cuz you know that like I mean if you go visit the dog whether it's a puppy or a rescue there's like a 98% chance you're going to leave with the dog right so like I was I didn't go until I was absolutely sure and then on like the morning of, I was like, ah, oh, think I'm gonna cancel because I don't want to go. I don't want to like maybe this isn't the right time. Blah 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 blah. Well, I went, and after like 30 seconds, I was like, okay, you can come home with me. So she did. Her name's her name was Penny, but now it's Sydney.
0: Cause well, <clears throat> you ever go buy a new car?
1: Getting this on the pennies. What?
0: you ever buy a new car, and they'll they'll they take you and send you with the car. And say we'll we'll oh, worry yes. about paperwork later and they just say go ahead and drive it for the weekend, whatever. Yes. That's called puppy dogging.
1: For sure. For sure. Because if, if
0: you if you take if you take that car home, you're buying it.
1: So they did that to me with the car I have now. It wasn't the exact car, but it was pretty darn close. And um they're like, Can you come back tomorrow? And I was like, No, um, because Eric and I had to drive to Valdosta for something that day. And um they're like, oh, well, just take the car. Whenever you can get back this way is fine. And I was like, you want, you're want, you okay with me just like racking up miles on it? Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Just take it. See if you like. We want to make sure you like it before.
0: Yep. They puppet dogs you.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, when we got Allie, uh, one of the most effective things a shelter can do and most awful things, too, is they put her execution date up on the website. Brutal. And like if you if you don't come get her by Wednesday, you know the dog's not going to be here. So that that was kind of they're going to kill her. So she comes she comes driving back from Noonan with a with a dog in her lap. Yep. And she was a good dog for nearly two decades.
1: But um, Stanley's adjusting. He's doing you know, various Stanley things. He's he, they enjoy playing, but we're working through some you know growing pains of sharing and making sure we don't always have the spotlight. So it's entertaining. Yeah.
0: And most importantly, have you picked out their Halloween costumes?
1: No, I decided because she's kind of like in that. So she's not a puppy puppy. She's um, nine months old. So she's small, but she's not eight weeks small. And so since she's kind of in that awkward, like floppy stage and um, just – her learning and all that. I figured we would just, you know, celebrate Halloween with like an extra treat, and then pick it up full speed next year.
0: Well, the nice thing about where you live is you you don't have trick or treaters. Correct. And I know that sounds awful, but when you have a, when you have a new new dog and you're trying to trying to acclimate her to to the house. Having groups of kids every three minutes knocking on the door, uh, I mean, I'm sure it would be disturbing to Stanley too, because he doesn't even like the people next door working, building a house. No. Let alone in his yard.
1: He learned that from Stella. She thought that anyone in like a five mile radius was on our property.
0: Yeah. Um, Yeah, all I have to do is pee on it, it's mine.
1: Right. So, but you know, puppies make you happy, so.
0: They do. She's she's a cute she's a cute thing. I'm, I guess she's not going to grow up anymore, but she'll grow out. She'll you know fill in a little bit.
1: Um, she'll grow a little bit taller. She's a little bit short right now, but I actually don't know how. Much. I mean, I think she's like forty pounds maybe. And they said her parents were decent size, so she'll probably be between fifty five and sixty five pounds, which is about what Shady and Stella were. Stanley, he's a bigger boy. Um, he's a little tank, but. On a side note, really quick, I did look at this brown lab puppy that was just precious, and I was like about to go get her, and um, they texted me and were like, uh, "Well, just to let you know, like we think she's gonna be a pretty big girl. Her dad is one hundred and five pounds, and her mom is a hundred pounds." And I was like, "They sent me a picture of it. it looked like a darn moose." And I was like, <laughs> "Um, you know, like I mean, I have a lot of room to roam here. There's like we have a great yard, but my house is not terribly big, and..." I know how it felt with three dogs, and I can't imagine having like a great Dane sized Labrador. Um, and as goofy and as much as they bounce, I was like, mm, sorry, not gonna, I can't have a hundred pound lab. Sorry.
0: Yeah, I've got a neighbor with a couple of mastiffs. Oh my goodness. And, and, and I was talking to him, and I said, Craig, that's like a full grown man taking a dump in your yard three times a day.
1: You Dave. I think these damn dogs are 200 pounds. They're huge dogs for sure.
0: They're sweet. Like uh, 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 the male will come up uh, if, if uh, he's if he's outside the fence when I get home. He'll he'll come up and just lean on me and say mm-hmm. hello, which two hundred pounds right at you know, right at your knees and and hips. <laughs> it's like easy boy, you're gonna kill me. That's funny. So anyway, uh, we have guilty as hell. Sheriff Victor Hill found guilty of six of six of seven counts by a jury of his peers last week.
1: So, um, of course, we know that the trial was, I think, a little more than a week. Um, and there were lots of witnesses, lots of people subpoenaed. But they found him guilty of violating the rights of six of the seven detainees. So they didn't believe um, one person, which I think is interesting. Because it's not like this was a civil suit where somebody was trying to get cash or something. Like, I don't know why somebody would, um, and of course, maybe it could be they just couldn't prove it beyond a reasonable doubt. But, um, you know, this was his, the whole thing about him putting people in their restraint chairs when they didn't have a reason to be there or they were no longer a threat. um, And they leave them there for extended amount of time and they use it as punishment like not just because someone was out of control and or anything like that um
0: yeah he had gotten so casual about it he was like put him in the chair
1: right and this was a federal um case and something about the feds a lot of times is that they their cases are a lot more sound before they head to trial usually their cases are pretty locked up and ready to go when somebody's charged or indicted so um I'm not really all that surprised that well we talked <clears throat>
0: we've talked on the show before that uh, usDAs are, uh, are are USAs are very concerned with mm-hmm. uh, batting average right. They they don't keep their jobs if they uh, uh, if they have people walking away uh, exonerated.
1: That's
0: right. Uh, I'm I'm surprised that that Hill actually went to trial with it. I uh, mean, you have to you have to know.
1: Don't you think it's the same thing as like <clears throat> Jim Beck though? Like if you know you're going to be hammered, you might as well. I mean, I guess maybe his arg well. Here's the thing about the feds is they sentence on a point system. And if you go to trial, they, if they don't consider it punishment. If you go to trial, they what they do is if you take a plea um, early on, they they call it like a bonus for early resolution, which is basically saying if, if you don't, we're going to add a point on, um, you know, when you we're going to punish you on the back end. But such as government. But I mean, if you're if you're guilty wouldn't you take your risk at maybe getting not guilty of six or getting, you know, not guilty on one? Like, that's one less offense he'll have to serve time for. Yeah. <clears throat> it's not like the state level where the entire sentence will be completely left up to the judge. Like, there will be a a guideline.
0: Well, the the thing with Beck was, was insurance for his wife, wasn't it? Well, no, no. As long as he held out, he could keep keep the state insurance plan. Well,
1: correct. Right, right, right. Yeah. The fact that he didn't – because he didn't want to step down. He wanted to run out the clock as long as he could.
0: Right. And I think we talked about it last week that there's a movement to suspend pay uh, while these these, uh, uh, elected officials are suspended.
1: Right. Because he knew he did it and he could have pled guilty, but he wanted to – do what he needed
0: to do, which, you know, so be it. Here we
1: are. But um,
0: Victor Hill's a turd. He always has been.
1: Well, and I mean, he was, he could have been charged for so many more things. I mean, and, and on the state level, like ethics issues and sending out messages on.
0: Our um, attorney general does not charge for, for ethics
1: he didn't charge for anything. I mean, he leaves it up to a grand jury and does the the path of least resistance. But I'm not surprised that the jury um, did what they did. They said that the judge pulled the jury of nine men and three women um, and that they all confirmed that they were unanimous and that, prosecutors did not provide direct proof that hill was the one that gave the order to restrain the suspect on the charge that was not guilty like they did all of the others where they i guess they could prove it or through testimony um there wasn't anybody but um
0: i'd like to know what's what's happening to to those deputies you know you you know when something's wrong
1: yes And
0: just because the sheriff tells you to do something doesn't make it right.
1: Well, I would venture to say that in this case, because they needed those people so badly to convict him and he so badly needed to be removed from office. I mean, we all hate it, but I would imagine that in exchange for their testimony, there was nothing done to them.
0: It's just like we were talking about the prisons with, yeah, it's, you know, they're they're a body, they're a post-certified body. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they're post certified. These these could just be jail deputies. I say just. It's a horrible job. I mean I, I I make no bones about that. It's a tough job. Uh but I don't think you have to be post certified to be to, to work in the jail side. But they're they're you, hard to find.
1: You get a cer you get a you don't have to you're post certified, but it's as a jail corrections. As a jailer? Yeah. Yeah. It's a different
0: um Yeah, it shows you how much I know about working in law enforcement.
1: Well, I mean, I only know it because of all the records I've requested about it over the years. Well,
0: you also, I mean, studied local government in college. I mean...
1: Yeah, but college didn't teach me anything.
0: Taught you how to to spend money.
1: No, I was born with that. Um, (laughs) But yes, I mean, with Victor Hill... I mean, I think that anyone who... I don't know. I would I would like to think I know better because I've, I've seen it happen too many times. But I would like to think that the people who have worked for Victor Hill will have a harder time getting jobs somewhere else. Like that in a in a perfect world, that would be the end result that they they were given um, preferential treatment in the court system for their actions beca- in exchange for their testimony, which did, in fact, secure this conviction. Um, I, I think we would all be OK with that. Will they probably go work somewhere else? Probably. At the same time, I think most of us would like to think that these people, as long as they're not directed again to put someone in a chair or to abuse somebody, that they won't. And, um, I mean, like Hill sent a fugitive squad to go a- try to arrest a man on a misdemeanor. That was one of the indictment um, stipulations and The guy hired a lawyer, he cooperated with a jail staff, and he'll still put him in a restraint here. That's, like, true vindictiveness. I don't think those people should have done it. I don't think they should have committed things that they, like you said, they know are unlawful. Um, but we also have to recognize that there's, like, a population, there's a faction of the population that thinks, like... Well, I don't know what else I could do. Like they, it would never cross their mind that they should quit on principle. Like, and and that sounds pathetic to say, but like I don't know how many times that there are people who are genuinely that level of the company man that they will just do it because they're at work and they were told to. They don't.
0: Well, it's not totally dissimilar from uh, what was the prison in Iraq. Where you get this? You get this group mentality where you know everybody's doing it. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's it, it's a it's a horrible uh, miscarriage of the of the public trust. You know we we expect our, our our sheriff's departments to to hold up their end, to do their job, to protect. You you know it's his and we said it when the story first dropped. What was that a year ago? Uh, when we first started covering the story, <clears throat> his job is not to punish. His jo- his job is to detain. And he decided to take it upon himself to punish. So anyway, we have, we have a second woman uh, coming out with accusations of an abortion paid for by Herschel Walker.
1: Yeah, I, I begrudgingly put this on the outline because we haven't talked about the first lady um, that did has made these accusations and there's a number of reasons that I I have not suggested putting it on there or that I haven't written about it on the Georgia virtue and that's because I've genuinely wondered if people care and I mean that from the standpoint of like there are some Republicans who are like well this is just the Democrat machine trying to influence the election and then the Democrats are like oh you're I mean they're not they're not against what happened. They just want to say that it's hypocritical. And then there's the independents and the libertarians in the middle who are like, uh, screw everybody. Like, I don't, I don't know. So, I mean, I don't know, like, I just don't know how much people care. But the second one coming out on the 26th, which was, um, Wednesday. when When I saw the first story... The first woman that came out, I was like, why would a woman want to have this conversation? Like, my understanding is that abortion is, like, deeply personal. And I think that there's a – I think it's a good thing that there are women who are strong enough to talk about it because I think it offers insight on, like, the mental health side of things and it offers insight on um, – guilt and regret or the life-saving side of things or whatever the re like there's lots of reasons that it's good that women are strong but a lot for for most people it's a deeply personal private thing and so for me I I I just can't comprehend wanting to interject that into any type of of political race let alone one with an ex-football player who people worship
0: yeah I don't <clears throat> really get it either other than i that there's a uh there's a there's a point of desperation uh, in in the Democratic party as a whole going in you know as as we're i guess as the show drops will be eight days from from the general um I think there's there's a there's a point of desperation. Uh, I, I don't know. I I don't know if the accusations are true or not, and I don't know that's going to matter.
1: Well, how could we ever know if they're true or not? I mean, unless you video recorded him saying what I mean, and they, these were two decades ago, not um, or three decades ago in one of them, but um, it's not like the world today where you could just have an app that records
0: yeah but where would you where would your opinion be on it if if he came out and said this is absolutely true and i uh i feel bad i feel bad about it every day and my uh, my opinion of abortion in general has evolved in the last two decades
1: um so to me it wouldn't matter if he was sorry and his opinion had evolved um Abortion is not. I shouldn't say.
0: I shouldn't say you personally. I try. But, well, sure. No. No. What no. No. Think? No. But I mean, I've been thinking about
1: there? it. No. I. No. I. I. I'm. You. It's fine because I've been thinking about it. I, but I guess for me, abortion has never been my, my issue. Like my poll issue. It's never been what drives me to. I didn't care that Brad Raffensperger was endorsed by like George Wright. That's not. That's not my thing. Um, proper role of government is, and so it can kind of get messed up in that. But. I guess if it, let's if if every single thing that has come out about him and 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 it all has all been true, um, first of all, this sounds super flimpy, but I would say that uh, how is he very different from most elected officials? Because I mean, there are elected officials who do this while in office because they got a staffer pregnant or a campaign worker or something or something like that, but also like. Is this not the kind of behavior, if it is true, is this not the kind of behavior that we've come to expect from people who are in power? And therefore, I would just call it all even and zero and get back to the issues of what I think they're going to vote on. When it comes to the Senate, like, I'm even more removed from it because I don't think that the Senate is capable of being efficient. We, I don't believe we should be electing our senators. There's all kinds of ideological issues with it. So, like, for me, even more, I'm like, Ugh, whatever, I don't even care. But if I was the person who still thought that our senators were not birds or different wings on the same bird, it wouldn't matter to me because I would still want to go back to the issues, not like they all have these demons and skeletons. They're just different demons and skeletons and Live boys and dead girls,
0: you know, and that's and that's something that I think is changing in our society. Uh, used to be, you could keep your skeletons in the closet.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: If uh, if if the AP didn't report it or your local newspaper didn't report it, it didn't happen. And pretty soon, we're going to get to the point where we are completely numb to 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 this stuff coming out because we're, it's just going to be you know the the best quote i don't know if it's a direct quote but the best way i heard this handled with george w bush was he said i'm not going to talk about anything before the age of 30 mm-hmm. yeah he was a falling down alcoholic yeah he was he's not now no exactly so but but he he went ahead and hung that lantern on, on his front porch and said look first i'm not going to talk about the first 30 years that's you know that's you know, I, I was who I was. And I, and, and I, with, with Laura's help, I changed. And that, that was, that was it. And, 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 you know, I think that's a good way of handling it. Um, as far as Herschel goes, I think, some, I think there's, there'll be a couple more October surprises. I think, um, do you think that that race gets settled on Tuesday?
1: No, I don't. And, um, no, you think, I don't you think but- Chase
0: Oliver is going to pull enough to force it into uh, into runoff.
1: Mm-hmm. I do, um, but I think you know.
0: It- and, I, and, and look, I don't think that's a bad thing. I mean, obviously, I don't want to spend the money, but for the le- the legitimacy of of freedom minded people to start seeing that they have impacts and start being tre- treated uh, uh, properly. I, I was glad to see Shane Hazel on the debate stage with, with uh, Abrams and with Kemp. I thought it, it was it was appropriate to, to have him up there. Uh, I, how I about wish-
1: Patricia Murphy from the AJC wrote an, an op-ed about how Shane Hazel siphoned time away from Kemp and Abrams? Um, first of all, you can't siphon time away from somebody – who is allowed to be there? It's not like he was in the crowd yelling his answers, and they had to wait for him. Like that—that was the time he was allotted. But sh- her well, argument God. was that repu- libert- libertarians shouldn't have been allowed on the debate stage.
0: And that's that's, God, is so elitist. And and trust me, that's coming from an elitist.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, God, that's so just so elitist. the, the, the concept that people have no historical uh frame of reference for things anymore uh we didn't always have Republicans and Democrats these these parties evolved and changed uh over you know over 250 years um, so these 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 parties really really ch- changed, and th- it wasn't always Republicans Democrats. I mean, we had a Greenback Party for a while, uh, and, and things like that. Which I, the Democrats, I guess, have become the Greenback Party. That was the party that just said we could get through the depression, get out of the depression, by printing more money. Um, but the the debate, the senatorial debate, uh, Herschel did better than I expected. Mm-hmm. Uh. Warnock came off shifty, but the second debate where Herschel didn't show up, I kind of felt like, and I don't think this was a good look for for Warnock, was he was he wasn't giving he wasn't giving Chase any jabs. He was going past him and to hit to, to to hit uh, Walker. And, and I thought that that showed more of a disrespect for libertarians in general and, and for Chase Oliver.
1: Well, yeah, it says like you're not worth my time to even challenge your views, um, and it also hurts libertarians from the standpoint of like it, it perpetuates the narrative that libertarians are just Democrat plants, you know.
0: Well, with 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 Oliver, uh, he admittedly was, was a was a uh, um, an Obama Democrat. Sure and and He's i think gay. that's okay and i think it's okay to as he as he got older as he matured he 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 found that that liberty was more important than 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 party and i think that's i'd i'd love to have him have him on the show and and have him tell us about you know you've talked about your evolution into libertarianism and, and what what was the catalyst for you? And we've, we asked Shane Hazel when he was on the show the, the same thing. It's always interesting to hear these guys. uh. You know, Shane Hazel, who would have been considered a Republican, move, moved to the Libertarian Party. And we have Chase Oliver, who was absolutely a Democrat, moved to the Libertarian Party. And what that catalyst was, for, what really opened their eyes. Uh, And Hazel the reason they're mad at Hazel is he is so good. Mm -hmm. He is, uh, he also has, uh, the freedom of knowing he's not going to win. So he can, he is, so when, when he's, when he tells you something about his belief, it's one hundred percent his belief. That's not a focus group that 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 sat down with the Hazel team and come up with with a with a stance. If you ask if you ask Shane, where do you stand on this? He will tell you straight out, honestly, this is where I stand on it. Right. And that's that that's a freedom that you have when uh, you know in boxing it's, you know it's a, called a puncher's chance is you just go out swinging. So I. I I thought, I, like I said, I, I thought Warnock was uh, very dismissive of Oliver, and I also think that if if you're going if you're going to run for office, you should be willing to debate.
1: I, absolutely.
0: And, and and I actually enjoy it. But anyway, do you do you think it flows down the ticket? I mean, if you know, there's there's a lot of a lot of people out there. Kemp is so far ahead right now, according to polls.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Does that pull Walker th- pull Walker through?
1: I don't know. There's I, Herschel was polling two points behind Warnock um, last week, and that was obviously there's a margin of error. I'm not sure. I I'm terrible, but I don't know what the margin of error was on that um, poll. But the thing that still perplexes me is how. Kemp is so far ahead of Abrams, but um, Warnock and Herschel are closer. Obviously, I think that speaks to people who are just kind of grossed out by both candidates, and I think that's a completely understandable position just because, I mean, the the ads have been terrible. um, And you're talking about... People who had some controversy about them before they were ever even in political office. So I, but so I think that does account for some of it that they will are willing. There are some protest votes that are going to go to Oliver just on, but I, the, 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 the spread between the two races is what's perplexing to me. Um, but I yeah, feel like Kemp how, could how outright. How do you say I'm
0: going, to, I'm going to vote for Kemp at the top? Well, I don't even know what – if I can't, I can't remember. I, I think Senator was actually the top of the ticket when I voted the, the, uh, the other day. Um, mm.
1: I mean, but, yeah, there's probably people who are going to show up to vote just for Brian Kemp.
0: And look, I, I, I threw in some protest votes. There are some, there are some uh, local politicians around here who I just don't – I just don't like. Mm-hmm. And I – Wrote in anybody but because they didn't have you know if they were if they were running unopposed anybody but uh, and there were, there were some some libertarians that got got votes out of me because I don't like who 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 the Republicans selected to be the the nominee yeah you know, I I'm I'm, I wasn't going to flip over and vote Democrat but I'm certainly not there's people like Raffensperger he's done nothing to earn my vote right. So he didn't get a vote from me and he did nothing to earn it. The only thing that's going to
1: be interesting is, you know, people were like, oh my gosh, the Senate went to, you know, they rejected Leffler and Purdue and the Senate, Georgia is blue, Georgia's purple, Georgia's blue. I never bought into that. I think that was just a victim of the circumstances. We had a, uh, soon-to-be ex-president who was telling people not to vote for our senators and then he said okay actually you should and they weren't that great anyway and there are a lot of other factors that played into um purdue and Leffler's defeat and so i don't i think georgia is still red honestly um but i don't know if it's red i don't know if it's red enough To overcome the machine that is Warnock. I think he's spending $4.2 million a week on ads.
0: Yeah. And and like I said before, it's good media. Mm -hmm. It's good media. All right. The feds, the FTC and death care providers.
1: Yeah. Okay. So saw this um, Wednesday night, I guess. First of all, the Federal Trade Commission is now referring to funeral... Homes as death care providers, whatever. But apparently, I didn't know this because I have not planned a ton of funerals. But under um, a 1984 law, there is a or regulation. Excuse me, it is not a law. It is a bureaucratic um, regulation that the FTC enacted in 1984 to require that if a person showed up in person or called a funeral home. Um, That funeral home would have to disclose their prices so that people could compare. Um, Not the proper role of government. So, of course, you know, some almost 40 years later, we are watching our federal government catch up to the times and they're saying, well, we need to um, modernize that and include that they were, they post stuff on the internet. People need to be able to, um, they're not prohibited from doing it now. They can if they want to, Um, but it's the justification for it that is really gross to me. The chairman or the chair, Lena Kahn, she wrote a statement last week and said, stories persist about consumers spending hours trying to answer the most basic questions about how much it will cost to bury their loved ones. Um, And that just really like, really rub me the wrong way because i mean there's so many like this sounds cold but i mean your loved one is you aren't, aren't we told like to plan you're supposed to plan you're supposed to have you're supposed to have plans um
0: yeah um uh, <clears throat> i've got a friend who uh who owns a funeral home or runs it he it's his family's funeral home uh it's a it's a tough business when I, when i say tough is you you were Dealing with a lot of people at their worst moment, especially when and a lot of times about, they
1: have no idea what to do.
0: Yeah, yeah, and to have somebody and, and Jason's his name is super super good guy. Uh, is, is he'll talk about it? He's he's a he, he says he has a calming influence. He really does. He's, he's totally opposite of my of my personality. But he's very even keel, calm. Uh, Like I said, really, really good guy, but he, you know, between him and his uncle that I've talked to, I've done, I've done work for, is understanding the process that that go that goes through with it, and what what services they provide, and and of course, you can spend as much or as little as you want. Mm -hmm. Uh, You don't, and they'll tell you, you don't have to have a funeral in a funeral home. You can go, you can go. Put a picture up at a at a at a bar and and right. do it there. I mean it's and, and they'll tell you you know we we offer cremation services and you know we'll take care of you can be as involved as you want to Uh like some people want to be there when the body's cremated and all that stuff. Um, I think, but yeah, like- to a, to to a certain degree, it is, it is a racket where they tell you, "Won't he be much more comfortable in this casket? We're going to stick in the ground."
1: Well, sure, but that's business. I mean, that's like when you go to the car lot and they're like, "Oh, do you like this um you, you you go to look at a used car and they're they're showing you a new car." I mean, that that's just business. But what really bothers me is the um this is part of like a larger issue about whether or not internet is a right because of the way that we have things like for access, because what happens is they're going to say, well, this has to be available online. Like so many other things that we require to be online. And then, then we say, well, it could, it's so much easier to access things online instead of calling. And so why should people who can't afford internet be, you know, why should they have to give up more time to use the phone to call everyone should get free internet. I mean that was like one of the that was the argument during during covid and um we see it I mean hospital billing prices so many things now we we're, we're just mandating it and then we're 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 actually pretending like it's a disadvantage to have to use the phone. Um when it's not. Yeah,
0: and the thing is there are 10,000 variables. My Dr. Cool's pricing is not is not on the internet.
1: Neither is our advertising pricing.
0: Yeah, it's there's 10,000 variables that go into it. Right. Uh, you know, there there are really simple change change outs if, if if we're bidding something or there's like I said 10,000 things that that can affect that can affect the price. So if plus with with inflation, that that aluminum casket may cost more tomorrow than it does today with inflations so as soon as you as soon as you put that on the internet it's outdated
1: well so that's I, the other thing is like so do they just put prices on or do they have to be correct prices and then and then what i mean i just and do you just have to put the i mean what is the regulation i don't know what the regulation is going to look like do you have to look at all the prices i mean you're you're telling me that a funeral home is going to char I mean like i I've seen funeral homes work with people, especially like in a tragedy, you know, when like a family loses three or four people in an accident like so you're setting them up to well, w- you display these prices and I mean like it just it just creates problems because
0: does does the fe- federal government ever not create problems? <laughs>
1: No, and all the lobbying organizations who are on behalf of the funeral homes are saying, you know, you you don't need to do anything else. Like, the system is already working. And then you think about places like Southwest Georgia, like the 2nd Congressional District that is lacking Internet so much. um, There's, like, actual – or Wheeler County in Southeast Georgia where people are still using a freaking satellite to access – the internet. You're telling me that a funeral home that's never had a website must, by law, create a website and then update it so that no one can look at it? Right. And people could say, well, you could make a website for nothing. Well, that's not the point. The point is that they cannot make a website for nothing, and then they're just not having the government tell them what to do and tell them what to offer their customers and telling customers what they have a basic right to know about a business
0: well and you know look we're not talking about bait and switch or anything like that and i don't know man i i i to tell a business they have to maintain a website in order with with current and up-to-date pricing it's not what it costs it's these guys are are morticians they're not computer guys I mean, yes, your average six-year-old can can set up a, a website for free, but I don't know how to. Mm-hmm. I, I I can fix your air conditioner, but I I can't. I, I you tell me to set up a website, no idea. I I I pay people to do that. I, in fact, my website needs to be updated, and I, I need to pay somebody to do that because I have no idea what the hell I'm doing. You know, I, my 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 uh my laptop is a, is a Facebook machine that's that, that, that's that's about it I use it as a word processor and a Facebook machine right but this is a good time to remind you that these are our opinions and not those of anyone not on the show or any respective company for which we, we may work own or otherwise associate ourselves with on a regular or irregular basis Also you can find other episodes and relevant stories over the com. Woo, Jessica. we got we got a, we got a good one for the meal of the week
1: yeah, the Air Force, the United States Air Force. Um, so you know more about this particular part than I do, but I guess um, if somebody files for records on military service, there is a very limited amount of information that can be released for, I think, is it 62 years or something?
0: 62 years, uh, uh, unless a the, the service member or... Uh, fa- uh, family nice. okay. member uh, releases that information. So, obviously, if if you have a had a, a, a now a deceased uh, family member and you were the first first in line and they wanted information on them from from Vietnam or something like that, mm-hmm. uh, the the information that gets that gets released, rank, uh, dates, basic stuff that 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 you would get with it. You're not going to get. Uh, In this case, it was a sexual harassment, assault, assault. Assault.
1: Well, and the basic information is like what most people would need, like an employer wanting to verify, or if you're running for office, they could verify that you actually served or things like that. Like where, I mean, an employer, I guess you could provide them the paperwork, but if somebody wanted to verify your service, that is something that the public can do without the need for anything else.
0: And, and this woman, who is a, uh, I guess, retired lieutenant colonel, Jennifer Ruth at, Green, yeah, yeah uh, Indiana, right?
1: Uh, I think so.
0: R- running for, I think, Indiana's first district. Yes, if I, if I recall correctly. She was at NTC National Training Center, uh, and there there were uh, there were training some some Iraqis, and a member of the uh, Iraqi army uh, grabbed her. And I guess exposed himself.
1: Grabbed her breasts. I mean, it's yes, not like he like, grabbed her by right the arm or something. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, it doesn't matter if I grab your arm. If I, I understand, but that's
1: the. Um. I think <laughs> I think it's important to mention just because that is the uh point of contention of the assault. I mean, yeah, it's inappropriate to expose yourself, also, but um, he did gro- grope her from what I've read.
0: And her charge against the air force against the air force was she was told to keep it keep it quiet. I actually believe her on that because mm-hmm. it involved it did involve a, a, a U.S. service member uh, that they would have they would have prosecuted in a heartbeat. But the fact that it was that it was an Iraqi uh, uh, service member, so to speak. Um, they tried to keep that kind of stuff under wraps, right. as, not to, and, as, not, as not to offend our allies.
1: And this is literally, I mean, it's a recurring theme. Heck, we had huge investigations about covering up stuff, so... I- I don't think there's any surprise. She also com- she also stated that it derailed her career. And interestingly, the reason I think it's more believable is that none of this has come out. She hasn't talked about it in her campaign. She hasn't talked about it publicly. And she's never said like, "Oh, I was targeted in the armed forces because I spoke out about this or because I filed a complaint." Like she doesn't. She hasn't talked. It was definitely not the Me Too movement that we see in Hollywood.
0: Yeah, she she didn't release this information. This information was leaked. Yeah, apparently leaked uh, by mistake. If you were to if you were to ask somebody in the Air Force or uh, 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 with the Department of the Air Force, uh, this this particular woman is running as a Republican.
1: She is, and you know what? I mean, I think the Air Force we expect government to mess up, but she asked the Politico reporter who contacted her about the records and the story that they were working on she asked them not to include it and they did anyway and i cannot think of anything more disgusting to do as a reporter
0: she's a, a a black female republican and you know as much as i hate identity politics it's it's worth noting that this probably especially the politico would not have run with it if if it was if she was running as a democrat Hell no, and, and I truly believe that. I,
1: absolutely,
0: if, if this information, even if it was mistakenly released, and absolutely called call ask call she was running as Democrats. I look, I really don't want to talk about that. That's that's a chapter I put behind me. I'm mm-hmm. looking forward. Can you could you can we not talk about it? it's a very painful subject? And they said, you know what, you're right, and 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 buried it. Not burying it in a bad way, just you know, it's personal. It, it is personal. And it's something that we, we protect victims of sexual assault. We protect them in court. Uh, we don't put their faces on TV. If, if a woman goes in to, uh, uh, to testify against her, her attacker, she is, she is given a, as much anonymity as possible. We protect victims. And in this case, she was a victim. And for somebody to to run with that story is repugnant, and it's and, I, and like I said if, if she was a black woman running as a Democrat, we never would have heard the story
1: yeah, and now and, her, and they would have honored her wishes
0: yeah, and now her face is is for is going to be forever associated with with that, and I don't think it hurts her politically or anything else, but that's the woman was assaulted uh you know, no touchy. Like, like, you in the, in the army. Anyway, you can you can catch a sexual, uh, uh, not assault, but but uh, harassment claim at the drop of a hat if it's inner service. Uh, at the drop of a hat, you, you a, a guy a guy could have. Trust me, he wouldn't have even gotten that close as far as touching her before catching catching a charge.
1: Well, you're also uh, re-victimized, Like you're. And I mean that from the standpoint of like she shouldn't have to she shouldn't have to explain any of it she shouldn't have to explain how it impacted her career she shouldn't have to explain you know if she 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 should not unless she wants to it is no one's business
0: right that's that's and and that's and that's the absolutely the case and and uh, I I I feel for her I, I mean I there's no excuse for any man doing that and the, the fact that that she felt that she was being pressured into co- to covering it up and just letting it go is is disgusting but I, but I know that stuff happened.
1: And her I'm, her opponent has not even like said this shouldn't have been really he hasn't said anything.
0: He r- really should come out and say the reporting by the politico was was disgusting. I find it mm-hmm. repugnant. Uh I I feel for all victims of of sexual assault, mm-hmm. and I believe that they 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 should have their right to privacy in order to heal. What what whatever, I, you know, I'm sure. I, given given five minutes, I could craft a sure. a press release to go with it. But to come out, he would come out so well, standing up and saying that wasn't me. And I'm sorry it happened to you, and that wasn't right.
1: Well, any dumbass could come up with something better to say than nothing.
0: On a whim. And I'm that dumbass. Well,
1: no, but I mean, like, you're, say, you're saying you need five minutes. Like, everything you yeah. said right now is the, is the right answer, which is, I'm sorry this happened. It's not a campaign issue. I'm sorry this happened to her and any other woman that is struggling with this. And I hope that we can get back talking about the issues because it is not for the rest of us to discuss. You know, like, I mean, any variation of that would be sufficient, but nothing
0: yeah, it, 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 should, it should come out with it immediately, because because you know, this is not a political issue, but from for, in a political lens, and I don't know Indiana's first district. I, I I don't know, but when you when you make a candidate into a victim, it often often has the the, the okay. uh, reverse effect of of what they're looking for, and if this is making as much buzz in in district that it could really come back to bite the democrats on it because you know there are certain things that are off limits kids including kids yeah unless you're trump in which case they can make fun of Barron, you know when he was 14 years old or whatever he was
1: yeah i mean they they crossed the line but they're supposed to be off limits and you you do i mean what's what's I don't know what what is the argument. What is what do we say?
0: Well, he, well here's the thing: if they get in the political arena, Laura Trump, for example, grown ass adult, got in the political arena, she's fair game.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, her other, her sister, I, I can't remember what her name is. Her her sister, who is also adult, but has stayed out of the political realm, off limits.
1: The blonde one.
0: Yeah, the blonde one. Yeah.
1: Yeah. For sure. I agree. I mean.
0: Yeah. Tiffany. Is it Tiffany? Yeah.
1: Yeah. That sounds right. All Tiffany's are crazy. Leave private people alone. I mean, that's really.
0: Yeah. We're so far
1: gone. I mean, if we're talking about sexual assaults, we're so far gone.
0: Exactly. And on on, on the victim side. But that's Okay. You and I don't have much longer to worry about. Americans apparently die younger in states with conservative conservative policies.
1: I I heard that, um, a study that came out recently. I don't know exactly when, but um, talking about healthcare in particular, of course, uh, lower mortality rates um, for liberal policies. Um, <laughs> they they went across all 50 states from 1999 to 2019. So obviously COVID's not included. And they compared um, data on gun safety, labor, marijuana policy, economic taxes, and tobacco taxes. Um, I mean, s- smoking is an interesting component to include in all of that. I didn't know that lower taxes lower sin taxes would be considered i mean i guess that's a conservative policy like that's wild to me that that idea is is partisan that it's not just like american to have lower taxes whatever
0: um man this is again correlation they they cherry picked which factors they used Mm -hmm. you give me a you give me a solution and i'll give you a problem to match it and that's right. kind of where they I, where they where they went from here it seems like they cherry picked the ages 25 to 64 and then they cherry picked which issues they were using because you can manipulate the numbers that way uh, fact is i think healthcare if I, I know from, from especially from talking to you healthcare in rural areas is is more difficult to get quality healthcare so if you're if you live in manhattan and you need a cardiologist, there's probably a hundred cardiologists within, within one block. If you live in Statesboro and you need a cardiologist, you have one within 20 miles.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And it may be three months to get in to see him.
1: Yeah. I mean...
0: Well, we take that all the way down the line. Cancer care... Uh, Uh, screenings. You take that all the way down the line with with every different specialty and rural areas tend to be more more conservative. So states with more rural areas like Georgia have more conservative policies. That's just the way it is.
1: It is. It is the way it is. Um, I just... I don't know. It bothers me from the standpoint of... Like, I guess the one thing I I would at least concede is likely is marijuana policy because, I mean, we know that even the low THC derivative oils are so helpful to all kinds of conditions and diseases and ailments and we keep it from them. So that one I do, I mean, and Republicans yeah, but- are, I mean, look at... Look at the access across states; like we are light years behind.
0: Well, you know, yes, and I, I'd I'd like to get Gravely on to talk about it. Um, he's I know he's frustrated with the Georgia access to uh, to medical marijuana because we have none. It's it's legal; it's on the books, but it's 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 held up in this quagmire. And I think by the time by the time uh, one one bottle of oil is produced, it'll be so damn expensive, no family can afford it.
1: Yeah, for sure. Because government. It, well, for sure. And the, yeah, it's it's a mess. But um, they said that the average life expectancy right now is 78 years and for Americans, which is more than five years younger than Japanese people and more than two years younger than British people. Um, but like one thing that we're not... Uh, considering is that Americans, I mean, everyone's life expectancy used to be lower. Oh yeah. So I mean,
0: we're we're living longer, more healthy than ever before. Yeah. Generally speaking, we're living longer and healthier than ever before. My my parents are in their mid seventies, and my father still my father still works. I, I don't. Th- it's not because he has to. It's. I don't think he knows what he, he'll do with himself when he does retire. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, but but somebody being 75, 76 years old and still having a full time job twenty years ago would would be would be amazing. They wow. And and today it, it's just not.
1: Yeah, we don't think. Oh. We don't even balk at it.
0: Yeah, I mean, hell, you got Tom Brady at forty five years old st- st- still playing in the NFL. We're living longer, healthier lives, and that would have that would have been a, a, a perfectly fine uh, story to run with. But we don't we don't make money with feel good stories. We make money by by uh, cherry picking and running running with a topic like uh, you live in a conservative state, you're going to die sooner. All right, Jess, is that a nipple in my in my cappuccino?
1: I don't know, but the poor baristas got a half-calf ruling recently about what is and is not an infringement on their their rights when it comes to hussy clothes.
0: Yeah, this is a, a bikini barista place.
1: <laughs> In Washington, the state of Washington.
0: Yeah, um... I never really got 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 the idea, but whatever. But they the a, they passed a law in 2017 prohibiting in quick sir quick yeah in the city qu- from quick service food and drink peddlers from showing off certain body parts, including stomachs, backs below their shoulder uh, shoulder blades, and top three inches of the leg below the buttocks. I wanted uh, first of all. If there's somebody who gets the job of taking those measurements, I want that damn job. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you go to a bikini barista, you know what you're getting.
1: And they said it was concerns, they did it over concerns for potential exploitation of women and adverse impacts upon minors. So question number one is, who's taking their kid to the bikini baristas and is that a parental decision? And if so... Then get the hell out of the way. And the second question is, are the women who are working at the bikini baristas, or at the bikini, whatever it is, are they being trafficked? If not, get the hell out of the way.
0: Yeah, that seems like a very convenient way. We're protecting the women by taking away their ability to make a living. Because I imagine that the the guys who frequent establishments like this are pretty good tippers. Um, I. I so the courts it,
1: obviously this was challenged like over and over and over. In 2017, a district judge said the city could not enforce the law, as it was playing out. So they issued an injunction. The city appealed. Court of Appeals for the Ninth District, um, said the lower court was wrong, and rejected the argument that the law violates the First Amendment right to free expression and lifted the injunction. Um. So it's been back and forth. But in early October, a district judge ruled on the actual dress code and said it is unconstitutional because it violates the Equal Protection Clause of the Constitution, um, but not their right to free speech.
0: It's an interesting uh, sidestep there.
1: But creative, because in the past, stuff like stuff has been um, like. The topless thing at the beach—remember, there were arguments over whether or not that was expression—and and I have not heard somebody say that. You know, I mean, we've heard them say it in layman's terms, like, "Well, men can." Well, they're different; they're different body parts for different purposes. Like, a male breast is not equal to a female breast, but we've we've never heard. I someone... haven't found
0: them to bake but
1: right, right, but we have not seen people. Um, we've not seen it go to the extent of the equal protection clause, which I. Found fascinating.
0: It is. It is interesting. Uh, Man, I would just love one court, just one time, smack a city down and go. Not the role of government, right? And it's interesting because they didn't when they when they did the stress code, they didn't go after health and safety because if had they gone after health and safety, they probably could have gotten it through. You think? Oh, I think. I think they would. If if they if they put on uh, that if you're working with liquids over a hundred degrees you'd have an apron on or something like that. Okay,
1: but if I were the restaurant owner, I would just then I would get servers to deliver the food and the girls to stand at the front and walk around yeah. without any food.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Like I said, I I don't know. I don't know who's going going to this damn coffee house. If, if it works for them, great. I mean, uh. uh I have I have no problem with it. I just don't know who who the hell is overpaying for coffee so they can see some boobies in a bikini. Right. I, I, just, I. It. Uh. You understand? There's the internet. We have the internet now. You can literally find anything you want on the internet. I guess it's it's people who want to pretend that the that the stripper likes them.
1: Sure. The only thing I can say is I, I love anyone who will fight a city, go against a city, challenge a city. And so I'm thankful for their existence for that. I don't oh, understand it either, no, obviously. I, but-
0: I, I, I'm with you hundred percent. Yeah. Screw that city government. Absolutely. I I, I was more talking about the, the customers. I'm like, sure. am like, why?
1: For, I, yeah, I'm with you there.
0: And so, But the fact that they exist, they found they found a market for it. Uh, I am a hundred percent behind this business owner. God bless you. You know, uh, you know. Make that city spend a bunch of money with their attorneys and have them lose. I can't believe this. the city wants to take it that far. The they got smacked down by the Ninth Circus. Yeah. So the been smacked down by, 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 by the Ninth, you should be done. If they continue to push this to go to, go to SCOTUS, I mean, how much money is this little city going to spend protecting people from nothing?
1: I would quote oh, anyway. mean girls and say the limit does not exist.
0: I, mean, look, I, I don't care if they have a nude coffee house. I mean, it', it probably not the most hygienic thing in the world, but I, I don't care. You you have the freedom of association. If, that's, if you decide to go into a nude coffee house, that's uh, whatever. Assume
1: the risk. Go for it.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's fine.
1: As long as everyone's oh, there can... voluntarily. Yes, we're running over. Goodbye.
0: <laughs> Do you have any closing thoughts? No. <laughs> I was going to say, uh, Taurus, who's, uh, Taurus Morris, who's running for um, post-two commissioner out here, I believe, made a—and uh, I called her out on her Facebook, but made a, a uh, unforced tactical error. Uh, she's running as a Democrat, and this is not the first time she's done stupid stuff like this when, when running for office. But she put up a picture of being backstage in a Stacey Abrams thing and I, and I just and I put on put on her post and said there's no way on God's green earth Stacy Abrams of uh, uh Paul uh Paulding County why mm. would you do this if you were actually interested in, in getting elected why would you hitch your wagon to Stacey Abrams who statewide is 8 points behind yeah so I just I I thought it was interesting my advice to anybody running for office is always run your own race amen is get get don't get yourself entangled with other people's races. Run your own. So, on that happy note, big thanks to Eric Cumbie who's going to take this audio and turn it into something you can listen to. Jessica Salajmi, my partner in endeavor. I'm Dave Roberts. Have a great week.